शोक विनाश कारण नमा विघ्नेश्वर पाद पंकज षडाननम कुंकुमर्णम महामती दिव्य मयूर वाहनम रुद्रस्य सुनम सुरसैन्यनाथ गुहम सदाहम शरण प्रबद्ये या कुंदेन्दुषारहारधवला या शुभ्रवस्त्रृदा या वीणा वरदंडमंडितकरा या श्वेत पद्मासना या ब्रह्माचल शंकर सदा पूजिता सामा पाद सरस्वती भगवती निशेष ओं गुरवे सच्चिदानंदमूर्त निष्प्रपंचा शांताय श्री दक्षिणमूर्त नम ओम सर्वंगलमंगल्ये शिवे सर्वाधसाधि शरण्ये त्र्यंबके गौरी नारायणी नमोस्तुदे नारायणी नमोस्तुदे ओं शांति 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 हरि ओम तत्सत ओम नशिवाय दोज ऑफ यू हू आर अटेंडिंग दि योगनिद्र प्रैक्टिस प्लीज कम एंड लाइ डाउन find a mat if uh, you are practicing with family then make sure that you are lying down comfortably with enough room and you're not touching anyone on the side lie down in shavasana and make yourself comfortable while you're lying down and settling down let me give you a basic introduction to yoga nidra yoga nidra is a ancient practice and uh, for those of you who are familiar with the practice of shavasana in a simple way we can say that it is an extension a longer version of uh, shavasana we're trying to use a very specific technique to relax different layers of our being right from the outside surfaces of the skin down to the cell and even deeper 
into our own very consciousness physical psychological intellectual mental emotional and spiritual rest this is what we are attempting with the practice of yoga nidra anyone can practice yoga nidra and in fact everyone should practice yoga nidra especially at this time when things are so stressful so all you have to do now is follow my instructions listen to my voice and be guided by it keep your eyes closed keep your legs 2 to 3 feet apart keep your arms away from the body maybe 6 inches turn your palms to face upwards now slowly from the external environment just for a moment and then focus your attention on relaxation allow your mind and awareness to wander at first say to yourself i am practicing yoga nidra a relaxation technique very similar to the practice of shavasana make yourself comfortable adjust yourself on the mat in such a way or on the bed in such a way that you are undisturbed for the next 25 minutes during the practice of yoga nidra become aware of your body lying in a pose of relaxation and mentally scan the body from the feet to the head start by becoming aware of your toes Say to yourself, "I'm relaxing my toes. My toes are relaxing. My toes are relaxed." Become aware of your feet and ankles. Say to yourself, my feet and ankles are relaxing. My feet and ankles are relaxed. 
Say to yourself, my toes, heels, and ankles are relaxed. Now bring your awareness to your shins and calf muscles. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my shins and calves. My shins and calves are relaxing. My shins and my calves are relaxed. Become aware of the knees and thighs. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my knees and my thighs. My knees and my thighs are relaxing. My knees and my thighs are relaxed. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my hips and my buttocks. My hips, hip joints and buttocks are relaxing. My hips, hip joints and buttocks are relaxed. Bring your awareness to your abdomen and chest. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my abdomen and my chest. My abdomen and my chest are relaxing. My abdomen and my chest are relaxed. Now turn your attention to the back. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my lower back. I'm relaxing my middle back. I'm relaxing my upper back. My back and my spine are relaxing. My back and my spine are relaxed.
Bring your attention to your arms. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my fingers and my palms. I'm relaxing my wrists, my forearms, my elbows and my upper arms. My arms are relaxing. My arms are relaxed. Bring your awareness to your shoulders and shoulder blades. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my shoulders and shoulder blades. My shoulders and shoulder blades are relaxing. My shoulders and shoulder blades are relaxed. Feel the body becoming more and more heavy, more and more still. more and more relaxed. Bring your awareness to the neck and throat. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my neck and my throat. My neck and my throat are relaxing. My neck and my throat are relaxed. Now relax the face. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my chin and my jaw. I'm relaxing my cheeks and my mouth, my lower lip, upper lip and tongue. I'm relaxing my nose and my nostrils, eyes and my eyelids, eyebrows and forehead, I'm relaxing the top of my head and the back of my head. My face and my head are relaxing. My face and my head are relaxed. 
Take your awareness deep within the body. Mentally visualize the body from within. Imagine and visualize relaxing the internal organs. The stomach, the intestines, the kidneys, the liver, the spleen and gallbladder. Relaxing the lungs and the heart, all the arteries and the veins, all the blood vessels. Relaxing all the nerves in the body. And finally relaxing the brain. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing all my internal organs. All my internal organs are relaxing. All my internal organs, including my brain, are completely relaxed. Now turn your attention to your mind. Say to yourself, I'm relaxing my mind. I'm relaxing my conscious subconscious and conscious mind. I'm slowing down my thoughts. I'm calming down my feelings. I'm letting my emotions slowly subside. My mind is beginning to feel more calm. More peaceful. more steady more relaxed 
My mind is relaxing. My mind is calm and relaxed. My body and mind are completely and perfectly relaxed. In this state of relaxation, I'd like to ask you to visualize a place far away without disturbing yourself. A place in the mountains a place which makes imagine and visualize with complete awareness as best as you can. A few of the things that I'm about to suggest. Imagine yourself in a place far away in the mountains. It is early in the morning. It is sunrise. You are in the presence of a beautiful scene. snow-capped mountains on one side, green slopes coming down the mountains on the other side, a beautiful green valley in front of you. The scene is very peaceful. It's early morning and the sun is rising behind the mountains. The sky is a beautiful blue. And there are clouds, very thin, tiny clouds, painting the blue here and there in a little bit of white. You can see the birds flying across the blue sky and across the green valley. Hunting for their breakfast. It's lovely green pasture in front of you and far away you can see cows grazing in the grass. 
There are snow-capped mountains on one side and the sunlight is glinting off the peaks. And on the other side, in the reflected sunlight of the morning, a dark green forest is coming to life. You're walking across the green valley. The air is fresh and crisp. from a monastery or a church or a temple. You can listen to the sound of the bell. And experience the early morning freshness. And the dewdrops as they touch your feet. Coming across the valley right in front of you is a glorious stream of fresh water. Coming down the mountains and running across the valley and off to unknown destinations and finally into the sea. But right now, it is a freshwater stream from the melting snow. Walk up to the stream, put your feet inside. It's refreshingly cold. Dip your hands in the running waters and take a refreshing drink. Listen to the gurgle of the water as it meets the stones and the pebbles. Next to the stream is a beautiful wooden cottage with a chimney and the smoke rising from the chimney. It's a beautiful stone and wooden cottage. Walk up to this cottage. Open the door and step inside. It's a very beautiful, very peaceful scene inside. Wooden floor and a fireplace and logs crackling in a fire, in the fireplace. It's very soothing and calm inside. Very peaceful. You're visualizing the cottage. You're in the cottage. Walk up to the fireplace and sit down. And just for a few moments, become still with your eyes closed. Meditate and connect with yourself. Be in silence.
And now slowly turn your visualization back. Bring yourself away from that place, far away. Back to the present. Become aware of your current surroundings. Become aware of yourself lying on the mat, lying in a pose of Shavasana. Begin to become aware of your own breathing. Slowly bring the consciousness back to the body. It's time to end our Yoga Nidra practice. Slowly externalize your awareness. Bring the life back to the body by moving your fingers and toes, hands and feet. Gently roll your head from side to side a couple of times. And then when you're ready, slowly bring your legs together. Stretch both arms over behind your head. Inhale, give yourself a nice long stretch. And exhale, release the other. Om Tat Sat. Om Masatoma Sakamaya Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya Mrityorma Amritangamaya Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purna Purnamudachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamiva Vashashade Om Shanti 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 Hi Sadguru Maharaj Ki Jai Hari Om Tat Sat Wonderful to have you in the Yoga Nidra practice. I hope you are all feeling relaxed and enjoy the practice. We'll continue the session with a sit-down talk. You can prepare yourself if you like. Get ready for the talk. You can the Yoganitra practitioners can continue and join the talk. And those who are joining us new. Everybody can get their refreshments. <clears throat> so it's wonderful to be in touch. It's wonderful to be connected again. It's very new to be online for me and uh, most of the Shivananda Yoga team in Gurgaon. We've had many glitches and a great amount of difficulty in uh, putting our very limited technolo technology ability to use at this uh, time. But I'm happy that uh, we are doing this today. We had a one and a half hour class in the morning 
which included asana pranayama and meditation. I hope uh, some of you were able to come to the class in the morning. Now, Yoga Nidra just finished. And uh, we're now getting ready for the talk. So a few things. One, I just might check my phone sometimes. This is what I usually do anyway in the classes. But at this time it is uh, more critical because I want to know if the technology is working. It's one way, I cannot converse with you. This is not a two-way technology, YouTube. Um, so I'll be checking with some of my staff if the feed is coming okay. I'll also be consulting my notes sometimes. And I want to welcome all of you who are watching right now to the very special talk at this hour. Let's begin with a short prayer. Om. Om 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 Sahana Babatu Sahana Bhunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Tejasvina Vadhi Tamastuma Vitvishavahai Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi for those of you who haven't met me before, my name is Arun and uh, I'm the director of the Shivananda Yoga Center in Gurgaon. Today, 1st of April 2004, Diksha, my partner, and I, we set up the center in Gurgaon. I had spent 20 years of my life working as a professional. And uh, I had got to the end of my days with my marketing, advertising, and marketing communication work. And Diksha had uh, herself been working in corporate life for about a couple of years. And by coincidence, we met and uh, we had the same idea that we should maybe set up a yoga center and teach people yoga. Today we are 16 years old. We've been teaching yoga to Gurgaon people for the last 16 years. It's been quite a journey, I must say. Neither Diksha nor I ever conceived that our program would become this big. On 1st April 2004, we had uh, 
to students. Those two students never came back. Of course, it was their trial class. We offer a trial class to students. And sometimes the trial class lasts only one day. They never come back. It so happened with my first two students. But they were very lucky for us. They were very lucky for the people in Gurgaon because they sparked a very beautiful and big program. 16 years later, 1st of April 2016, sorry, 1st of April 2020, 16 years later, we have talked to more than 50,000 people. We now run seven yoga centers, or we must say that uh, up until 15th of March, we ran seven yoga centers. We were running 30 classes or thereabouts every single day, more than 200 classes a week. We had a footfall of more than 1,500 people coming to our centers to practice yoga every single week. We've taught people in the yoga center, we've taught people in organizations, we have taught people during pregnancy, we've taught small children between the age of five and 12. We've taught senior citizens. All of this uh, in a span of 16 years. Many thousands of people have come and practice yoga, a traditional system with us and improve their health, improve their immunity, reverse their illnesses, and they continue to practice yoga regularly. In 2011, we started our own outbound program of yoga holidays and uh, teacher training courses. We have more than 400 Shivananda trained yoga teachers in Gurgaon. Many of them, maybe more than a hundred teachers are active. It's one of the largest yoga gatherings of the Shivananda community that I know that exists anywhere on a daily basis. Strangely enough, this journey started with the Shivananda Yoga Center in Delhi, where my first yoga teacher was a Britisher and his wife was Sri Lankan. So Chandra and Uma were my first two teachers and they were foreigners. This was way back in 1992, 27 years ago. I've been lucky to be associated with the Shivananda system continuously since then. My first two teachers taught me very well. I went from a yoga teacher training course in 1995 and my yoga teacher there was Swami Shivadas He was from Germany. The gentleman heading the ashram in Kerala in Nayadam in Trivandrum where I did my teacher training course in 1995, 25 years ago, was an Italian born 
Swami. The head of the Delhi Center, controlled out of London, was Swami Shardhananda. Again, somebody from England. The current director of the Nayadam Ashram is a man from Zimbabwe. And they also taught me the value of the Indian tradition. They also taught me the value of an ancient Indian tradition. This was not given to me by our education system. It was ironically given to me, handed over to me by an organization that is headquartered in Canada. Which brings me to today's story. That it has been possible for me to teach thousands of people across the years. Because someone somewhere discovered the value of the practice of yoga. Not just in olden times, not in the 1950s and 60s and 70s and 80s, but really at this time today, while we are locked down and the world is going through chaos, complete turmoil. Yoga is still relevant 5,000 years after it was first coded. So the talk is uh, interestingly titled 21, day, 21 Things That You Can Do. while you wait to meet up with destiny. I conceived of a blog for these 21 days that we are in quarantine. The teachings of yoga currently are as relevant and in fact even more relevant than ever before. So what are those things that we can look at while we wait, while we are at home, while we practice staying home and staying safe? One of the reasons why I left my work was that I felt that I was burning up and burning out. In fact, I felt burnt up. At the age of 40, I felt really old. In fact, I started feeling very old by the time I was 29 when I discovered yoga. I used to feel that I'm 50 years old when I was only 29. My body used to ache. My body was stiff. My mind was stiff as well. And so was uh, the things in my life. Very difficult to move. 
So one of the things that I wanted to do was to slow down. And that slowing down could not have happened at the speed at which I was going with my professional life or the kind of thinking that I developed about myself. So one of the things that I did was to first make up my mind. And this is something that all of us can do. During these 21 days and now of course less than 21 days, we're 14 days away from the current lockdown ends. We can think about our life, we can inquire about our own life. And this is the most important thing that we can do during this time. We have some space and we have some time. That we can think about who we are, what we are, where we are going, what's the purpose of our life. This is called self-inquiry and it's part of yogic tradition. When we are running the race, it's very difficult to In moments when I was with myself, I had this doubt that I was not happy with the current state of affairs. Either my own health, physical, mental and emotional health, or the state of my life, my work and my profession, and uh, also my relationships, my relationship with everything else outside of myself, including people. So the first step out of the many things that I would suggest is this making up of your mind through an inquiry. That this is the kind of life that I want, this is the kind of health, this is the kind of structure and this is what I want to accomplish. For myself. As we're beginning to see, life is very precious. And maybe the things that we were thinking are very important. In a few days, few weeks, and few months' time may not be relevant anymore, important anymore. Maybe the whole world order is about to change. In most of my programs, I tell my students to slow down. I tell my students, slow down. And they ask me, what does it mean? What does it mean, slow down? Well, let's say lockdown. <laughs> let's say what I mean is lockdown. Slow down means exactly what we're doing right now. Maybe our minds are still running very quickly. Physically, we are unable to move. At least this is the beginning. This is the start. So first, make up your mind. Second, slow down. Making up your mind is like having a sankalp. And that sankalp should come from deep inquiry. It should not be 
something which is temporary. It should be an underlying principle of life. As the Japanese say, it should be your ikigai. The reason why you jump out of bed every day. Use this time fruitfully to make up your mind, develop a sankalp, and to slow down. One of the most authentic practices that I know of in my life is the practice of yoga. Every day, since the lockdown on 24th, we've been beaming two classes live, 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. Use the opportunity to practice twice in a day. Really, seriously, I'm saying it, sincerely. Just put the mat down at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. or if it's the weekend, 6.30 p.m. Just practice. One of my students said, when I practice yoga for one hour, I get 25 hours in a day. That may not be very good when you're in lockdown and sitting at home. But the meaning is really clear. That the kind of efficiency, the kind of productivity, the kind of quality of life that I can have is very different when I practice yoga every day. Many people like to work out in different ways. People work, like to work out in different ways. But for me, the core practice, apart from calisthenics, road running, weight training, you might be in some sports, you might be in other forms of exercise, maybe even dance. But the core form of practice can be the practice of yoga. And in the practice of yoga, the practice of asanas. An asana practice is a beautiful way of raising your the quality of your own health, physical, mental and emotional health. We have 14 more days of lockdown. Practice 28 times. See for yourself. Asana practice stretches you strengthens you, tones you, builds your stamina, builds your endurance from deep within. You become stronger and fitter each time you practice.
I don't know of any specific kind of physical training, maybe apart from martial arts, which can give the same efficiency and effectiveness. And of course, without injury and high impact that the practice of asanas can. It's 360 degrees exercise. It's cardiovascular exercise and it's also aerobic exercise. It's one of the most efficient, six feet of space. No other technology, no other machinery, nothing required, just you and six feet of space and some inclination and time. Most of us in our drawing rooms or in our bedrooms can find that space. Just push some of the furniture away, just lie down and start practicing. And you'll start to see, even by the 14th of April, by the time the lockdown ends, you're starting to feel so strong mentally, emotionally, physically, so capable. Your aches and pains are going, the weight is disappearing. You're starting to feel confident. And where today we are living in a state of anxiety and worry, you seem to be able to sleep better, digest food better, and cope better than other people. And that other people includes you as well, before the lockdown. Use this time to practice asanas to recharge yourself. The second gift of yoga practice is pranayama. I call pranayama the PhD of yoga. We are working with energy and the breath is the vehicle for prana, vital energy. We have an annual program in November every year where we teach pranayama to everyone. is one of the most beneficial practices that we can do with limited amount of time and space. And those who are having physical disability and cannot practice too many asanas, they can always depend upon the gift of pranayama. Prana ayama, the control and regulation and expansion of prana, vital energy. Everything is a game of energy. Everything is a game of energy. Right now, the energy of the virus is higher than the energy of the human beings. We have to collectively heighten our energy. Once that energy comes up, then our energy will be able to withstand any kind of attack. Traditionally, as you know, pranayama has been used to build immunity, sense of balance, calm and well-being. You can practice pranayama every day. You can actually practice two asana classes every day, which have both have pranayama included in them. Or you could practice an asana class once a day and you could practice pranayama as your second practice at any other time. We have just uploaded a specific pranayama CD, sorry. We have just uploaded on YouTube a 35 minutes practice. 
of pranayama. And uh, those who are familiar with the Shivananda sequence, it's a practice of Surya Namaskar, Kapalabhati, Anuloma Viloma, and relaxation. Most people in the family, including the elders at this time, can practice that 35 minutes YouTube video. You don't need any special training for it. And if you have doubts, you can always message me or message anybody in our team. And uh, we will try and explain to you how it is done in case you are not familiar with it. So you can practice pranayama every day. My mother is 76 and I'm making her practice pranayama twice a day, morning and evening. Pranayama, Kapalabhati, Analoma Viloma, they strengthen the lungs, they improve the breathing capacity, they improve the functioning of the breathing apparatus, the nasal passages, the sinuses. What is a positive thing that is in our control? What is it that we can control in the situation? We cannot control what is going on in the world. We cannot control what is happening outside. Yes, we can wash our hands and we can stay at home and stay as safe as possible. But at the same time, we can do two things. We can build our own inner strength and immunity and we can learn to calm ourselves, reduce the cortisol level, reduce the anxiety and worry and fear. We can learn to calm down and get our endocrine system to function normally. We can use this time while we're waiting, as they say, hustle while you wait. This is the hustling that I advise. Practice asana, practice pranayama. And of course, practice relaxation. Those of you who were in the yoga nidra session, you would have realized that relaxation is wonderful. Try to take rest. Try to slow down. Rest is best. The more you can rest, the more you can reduce the frenzy, the insane amount of activity. The faster your body will heal, the better you will feel about yourself, the better health you'll have. As I practice yoga regularly all the way back from 1992, all through the 1990s, I realized that yoga is slowing me down, is making me see life in slow motion. I really enjoyed it a lot because I could then appreciate the beauty. I could appreciate the quality of my life. I could appreciate the beneficial things that I have. I could have gratitude, I could enjoy, cultivate, grow and start to share. So you can also use yoga practice, asana, pranayama and shavasana to slow down. Doing shavasana or yoga nidra every day and you can use the yoga nidra practice that you've done just now for 30 minutes. You can use it every day. You don't need any special equipment and you don't have to be anybody special. You don't have to be youthful or young to do yoga nidra. Anybody can practice yoga nidra. In fact, everyone should practice yoga nidra. Strangely enough, 
Prime Minister Modi has tweeted. He practices yoga nidra, the same yoga nidra practice that we suggest in all our yoga retreats and teacher training courses. That having a highly stressful job for himself, he finds that he can have some sanity by practicing half an hour of yoga nidra. I've advised my 76 year old mother during this time and even before of course, but for sure during this time to practice yoga nidra regularly. So every day in the middle of the day or just past middle of the day, maybe two o'clock or three o'clock or four o'clock, she lies down on the bed and she does her 30 minutes of practice. Since she's been practicing for a long time, she sometimes now practices even without an audio. She does her own mental audio. You can do that too. Asana, Pranayama, Shavasana. Connected to the practice of Asana, Pranayama and Shavasana, the next step is to have a practice of meditation. We have just uploaded a YouTube video, 20 minutes. And all of you can use it. Any one of you can use it. It's a simple guided audio practice. You can do it on a chair, like I'm sitting right now. You can sit on the floor. You can sit on your bed. You can sit on a chair with your legs hanging down. And anyone from uh, youngsters to old people, anyone can practice the 20 minutes practice. We're going to be uploading two more meditation practices. In the Shivananda system, the meditation practice is a guided practice. And uh, this 20 minutes practice is wonderful. To reduce stress, to make your mind calm down and to make yourself feel better. <clears throat> Asana practice. Pranayama practice, Shavasana, meditation. When should you meditate? The best time to meditate is when the people at home are also either willing to meditate with you or they are in bed. So early morning, really early morning or at night after you've finished or both times. In our ashrams, in our teacher training courses, yoga retreats and vacations, we have two asana classes in a day, which include pranayama and relaxation and two meditation programs every day. And you can follow that routine at home right now for the next 14 days. Get up early in the morning, practice 20 minutes of meditation before you go to bed at night, 
practice 20 minutes of meditation. See how your health starts to improve and the worry and anxiety starts to disappear and you start to feel more and more grounded, more and more strong, more and more in control. Some of you enjoy Surya Namaskar and in the coming days, we'll upload another video of just Surya Namaskar. It's very good to sweat it out. Sweating it out is one of the ways of cleansing. I'm connected to this and the next point that I'm going to suggest. What is it that you can do? You can do 21 rounds of Surya Namaskar every day. Followed by 10 or 15 minutes of Shavasana as one of the specific practices that you do. And as the weather gets hotter, it might be a very good idea to practice without a fan or an air conditioner and let the ushna, the heat in the body, start to come up. Surya Namaskar, activating the Surya, the solar energy, that resides in all of us. So you can practice Surya Namaskar regularly every day. And we'll upload maybe one of the videos soon, which is just specifically um, a 30 minutes Surya Namaskar practice followed with relaxation. But you don't have to wait until that video is uploaded. You can practice at any time. One of the things that I have been recommending for a very long time in all our courses is that we must spend more time in the sun. We must get solar energy. There is a misunderstanding that the sun is primarily meant for giving us vitamin D. The thing is that the sun is the primary source of energy and uh, we are creatures of the sun. We are not nocturnal animals. We need the sun and uh, the modern world has reached a situation where we find the sun very rarely. These 14 days are a blessing till the 14th of April are a blessing. It's wonderful sunlight today. It's beautiful, bright. It's not very easy to get sunlight like this in Gurgaon. It's not very easy to get sunlight like this in a city like Delhi, where the sky is clear and the sun is reaching us directly. Use this time. Don't waste it. Be in the sun. The sun clears the mind. It clears the brain. It activates everything that needs to be activated. Our fire starts to come up. We are creatures of the sun and we are starved for sun. Not sunlight, sunlight also. And yes, sunlight is very important. The brighter the sun, the better it is. The solar energy is so vital. Find some sunlight somehow or the other, wherever you're staying. It doesn't matter how difficult it is, but try and find some sunlight in this time. And spend 15 minutes at a time in the sun, 30 minutes at a time in the sun, 
15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening. Spend some time in the sun. The sun will improve your entire physical and mental constitution. Use solar energy. Tap into solar energy. Let solar energy drive you. Why should we make cars and electricity out of it? Why can't we make ourselves with the solar energy? We are the embodiment. We are the translator. Every cell can translate solar energy into something useful. And if you spend enough time in the sun, then your hunger pangs will go down as well because your energy will not be just coming from food, it will be coming from a primary source of energy. I read somewhere in the recent past that uh, drinking hot water is excellent during this time. I've been suggesting in all my programs since 2006 I make it mandatory actually, not suggesting, I make it mandatory for everyone to drink three to five liters of hot water every day. Many people drink three to five liters of water in a month and many people drink three to five liters of hot water in their lifetime. And I'm suggesting three to five liters of hot water every day is excellent for health. Use this time to experiment drink a 250 ml glass of hot water per hour per waking hour wake up at 6 go to bed at 10 16 hours during the day 3 to 4 liters of hot water sip the water and see how you feel somebody said it's excellent for uh, keeping the virus out, I don't know. But uh, what if it's true? Then we've got an almost no expense, no worry medicine in our hands. Just keep drinking hot water and uh, you'll be safe. Who knows? We shouldn't take a chance. Maybe it's true. Let's all drink plenty of hot water during the day. The Navratri fast comes to an end today, but fasting is a way of life. Traditionally, fasting has been a way of countering sickness and a way of building immunity and good health. So well done to all those who have been fasting till today and broken their fasts. Fasting is a way of resetting the body's inner mechanism for getting back into prime health. There is a lot of news everywhere on the internet about intermittent fasting. In all the Shivananda programs, in the Shivananda courses, in the ashrams, 
we have only two meal times 10 a.m and 6 p.m and uh, people who come to our yoga retreats and yoga vacations uh, they wonder how they're going to survive on two meals in a day 10 a.m and 6 p.m for thousands of years human beings have followed a limited kind of meal time and this is also part of the yogic tradition just eat twice in a day कहते हैं कि सारी बीमारियां पेट से शुरू होती है आई थिंक द करंट वन इज नॉट फ्रॉम द स्टमक वी डोंट नो पर एनी वे इट सीम्स लाइक देर इज विजडम टू हेल्प अस एट दिस टाइम दैट फॉर थाउजेंड ऑफ इयर्स ह्यूमन बींग्स इंटरमीडियंट फास्टिंग इट सीम्स एज एफ समबडी हैज डिस्कवर्ड इट एंड इट सीम्स टू बी डूइंग द राउंड इंटरमीडियंट फास्टिंग but for all my students who have been following me for so many years they know that i recommend a 6 pm dinner no eating of food after that and it will build your immunity and health like nothing else 6 pm dinner followed by a breakfast at whatever time in the future maybe at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock next day but no eating of food you can come this way eat a 6 pm dinner and uh, eat a 10 am breakfast and then i can hear loud cries on the other side of the youtube channel that all of you are watching what only so much of food i'm going to die this is crazy many times our food habits are just that just food habits so if you can have a new habit over the next 14 days since you're not really running around too much and you can reduce the quantity of eating many things will happen of course the city will need a lot of much less food from the people who want to try it so we can conserve food for a longer period of time we can save the planet so to speak or conserve our resources even more but of course if we eat less during this time we will not put on weight of course and we will maybe lose weight we will become leaner and fitter definitely we will not have any deficiency in two weeks and a sixth purpose is according to the rounds intermittent fasting and that's the point that i was making that fasting is excellent for improving your constitution and health most animals fast when they are not well and traditionally in india ekadashi twice in a month and 9 days of navratri twice in a year 24 days of ekadashi and 18 days of navratri 42 days of fasting is what traditionally in india people have done this is through same through different cultures and different traditions it is nothing new human beings have fasted throughout the centuries it's very important to know that fasting is one of the best ways 
of improving your health. And you have some time in the next 14 days to experiment with fasting. Maybe you can skip a meal. You don't have to do this 42-day religious fast. That'll be maybe too much. Maybe you can just skip a meal, maybe a dinner. Maybe you can be on fruit fast through one full day and see how you feel. Or you can do a fruit and vegetable fast. Or maybe you can fast for 24 hours. You have a breakfast now and then a breakfast tomorrow. So 24 hours of fasting, no, no eating of food. Or you could fast for 36 hours, which means that you have dinner now and then day after tomorrow morning you have a breakfast. So you haven't eaten any food, water only fast. You can also do a water only fast for three days, but beyond three days you must be in consultation with somebody who knows the methodology of fasting. You can try and see how your aches and pains, um, your overall constitution, everything changes for the better. This is also a good time, as I said in the beginning, to introspect, but also a very good time to reduce, refuse, reuse, do some spring cleaning. Not only of the things that we have at home and prepare to give them away, but also to do some cleansing ourselves. So fasting is a very good way of cleansing the internal system and through the Shat Kriyas including Kapalabhati, Kunjal and uh, the other Kriya techniques of yoga you can do some cleansing. If you've been taught these practices this is a very good time to um, utilize these techniques. All of this will help in bringing up our core strength and immunity. Each practice that we do with yoga is going to bring up our uh, ability to withstand disease. Traditionally in India, we've had a very vast and very systematic approach to food as medicine, to traditional supplementation of food and then traditional medicine, all the three. Food as medicine, supplementation of food and traditional medicine. Very detailed, very comprehensive and uh, visionary, far-reaching. They say that uh, vitamin C seems to be one of the ways in which the virus can be treated, but not just like taking a vitamin C tablet. It's not like that, it's not so simple, but it seems like vitamin C seems to be a very important um, part of the cure. Guess what? For thousands of years, Chavanprash has been traditionally a rasayan that is given to people to help them 
improve their immunity, particularly that of the lungs. And uh, Indian gooseberry, which is uh, one of the highest source, which has one of the highest sources uh, of uh, vitamin C. Apart from Chavan Praj, there are any number of things in our kitchens which build our immunity. I don't need to remind you of those, or should I say, I need to remind you of those at this time. For example, haldi, turmeric, is one of the ways in which traditionally Indian homes have fought disease, uh, fought pain, and uh, used it as a, as a specific as well as general medicine for everyone at home. Haldi, turmeric. I hope at this time people are not running out, leaving YouTube and uh, going to the grocery shops and emptying the shelves of turmeric. We don't need to do that. But uh, because I know that all Indian kitchens are well stocked with haldi, turmeric. And guess what? The Western world has also woken up to the amazing benefits of turmeric. Now Starbucks is offering turmeric latte or golden latte. Our, grand, our grandmothers used to call haldi kadood. Having turmeric milk at night with pepper is one of the best ways that you can develop your immunity and keep disease at bay. And now, as promised, I'm going to look at the notes to make sure that I have not left out, left out anything really important. I have to go back to the um, point about fasting. According to yoga, fasting is a period of abstinence, which means abstinence of the normal inputs that human beings have. In this day and age, abstinence would be from the internet, from the phones, um, from the extraordinary amount of noise and sights that we are getting from outside. This is also food, food through the eyes, food through the ears. Um, the kind of feelings and emotions that we're going through, all of them are being inputted. So a period of fasting is a period of abstinence. So you could do your own abstinence for small periods of time to learn what is abstinence so that you can reconnect with your own energy. The most important thing about abstinence, fasting, about yoga is not to become less of yourself, but to become more of yourself. You are actually giving the body and mind the proper servicing that it requires so that it can run at peak efficiency. So the smarter person is investing in himself or herself through a practice of yoga, asana, pranayama, meditation, relaxation, fasting, intermittent fasting, and taking the help of certain medicinal foods, self-inquiry to become a better person at this time rather than a person who's less. We are not taking away from life. We are actually making the quality of our life and quantity of our life better by these specific practices.
So I have put up a blog recently on our website, yogashowstheway.com, which covers the first seven of the topics that I've spoken about. The other 14 topics will also come up in a blog in the next few days. 21 ways in which we can meet our destiny. We also need to reduce our dependence on medicines. Strangely enough, currently the hospitals are rejecting people with minor illnesses. Doctors are refusing to attend to patients with minor illnesses. The reason is that a far more serious illness is at stake. And most of the time, if we can just take rest at home and take care of ourselves and take some traditional uh, route, then we don't need to take immunity and our health. So it's a good practice in these 14 days to conserve your energy by reducing the intake of superfluous medicines. Um, it's a very good time to take care of other people. It's a very good time to have an idea that you would like to contribute. And it's not only with money, you know, a phone call can save a life. You can spend some time coaching people to stay at home. You can coach people on exactly the things that we're talking about right now, about how to practice certain things that can help them at this time to stay safe. It's a very good time to use that human nature that is curved all the time in the next 14 days to reach out to people, to humanity. If I can reach 100, 200, 500 people, then those 200, 300, 500 people can reach another 200, 500,000 people. We can all reach everyone in this country, everyone around the world. We can support and help people at this time. Even if we spend 10, 15 minutes making a phone call, that really matters. It will really help a lot. And of course, you can contribute by your own wisdom, your own knowledge, your compassion, your money, um, your own physical ability. If you're a doctor, of course, you're doing a lot. If you're a nurse or a health worker, you're of course doing a lot. But in addition to that, anyone else in this community, in the yoga community, you can go out. Well, you don't need to go out, but you can reach out to, to people every day and help them during this very difficult time. And... Uh, Start looking at doing things that make you happy. One last thing that I want to say is that keep a journal of this time. Keep a journal and make sure that you plan a glorious future. That is the way to be alive in this time. It is uh, very easy to be dying in uh, minutes and inches. Somebody very wise said that fear kills more than disease. And at this time, it is very important to be happy, doing things that keep you happy and make you happy. It's very important to maybe express a hobby, read if you like reading, play games with the family inside the house, practice some yoga, meditation, listen to some music, learn, join some online class, which makes you um, do the things that you've always wanted to do. And keep a journal, keep a diary of this time. It's a very, very time good time of learning. What are we learning? What are we going through? Let this never happen again. Let this situation of personal, social and planetary situation never happen again. Let's all sit down together, combine in each one of our houses and make a sankalp, make a noteworthy sankalp that the coming days, a 
are going to be extraordinary. We're going to plan a glorious future. Let's not die of fear. Let's live in happiness. And with that, I come to the end of my talk this afternoon. Thank you for joining us. You have been very kind, all my students, all the members, all the people who have been part of the yoga fraternity in Gurgaon. We've been able to reach yoga to many, many people because of the continued support and kindness of everybody who comes and participates in the classes. I want to thank the teachers who have selflessly served the center for so many years. There are many, many people in Gurgaon across the country and across the world who will uh, relate to this and also to um, a warrior staff, big thanks. We have 15 or 16 of us plus support staff who are taking care of our work in Gurgaon and the families who have been very supportive, who have done this extraordinary amount of effort to bring yoga classes to everybody in this uh, city. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Om. 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 Om Trayam. Bagam Yajamahe Sandin Pushti Vartanam Urvar Kamibabantanan Vityon Shema Vritar Om Triambagam Yajamahe Sugandin Pushti Vartanam Urvar Kamibabantanan Vityon Shema Vritar Om Triambagam Yajamahe Sugandin Pushti Vartanam Urvar Kamibabantanan Vityon Shema Vritar Om Sarvesham Swastar Bhavatu, Sarvesham Shantir Bhavatu, Sarvesham Purnam Bhavatu, Sarvesham Mangalam Bhavatu, Sarve Bhavantu Sukhinaha, Sarve Santu Niramaya, Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Makaschitukapad Bhave, Asatoma Satkamaya, Tamasoma Jyotir Kamaya, Mrityorma Amritam Kamaya, Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnan Purnamudachari Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Om Bolo Sadguru Maharaj Ki Jai Hari Om Tatsat Wonderful to have you with us. Thank you for joining. We have a program at six o'clock in the evening today where Devatma Chaitanya will be joining us from Mavilikara in Kerala and he'll be doing some Vedic chanting and peace mantras. Everyone can join. Please invite your family and uh, do join us on YouTube, same channel. Uh, hope to see you. And 7 p.m. we have the regular asana class. Om Tat Sat.